0: on you know nothing just uh doing watch about i was trying to watch not do you care but i was trying to um wait to watch there's the flash supergirl legends of tomorrow and arrow crossover it's a big thing that's been adding up um and i was gonna try to wait to the end of the week to all four of them aired and then watch all four of them back to back but I can't wait so right now I have Supergirl and Flash so I'm going to watch them back to back after we're off the phone of course <laughs> so that's what I'm doing uh, I had to do a bunch of stuff today but it got cancelled I was going to do Flash and Friends which is a thing I do for ScreenJunkies.com com. <laughs> But something happened; it got canceled. And then I was also supposed to start my kickboxing classes today, but uh, the trainer had an emergency, so she canceled. Um, yeah, man. So you're taking kickboxing? Well, I'm just starting now, but yes, it was. Uh, it was one of the things uh, Jordan got me, I guess, for Christmas. Sort of, really. It's, I think, it's you know, for her own, her own Ask present. Yes, but... For Christmas this year or last year? This year. Early. But, you know, we're starting early. We gotta get it going, bro. So, do you want a kickbox? Um, I would say... I'm curious. I mean, it seems like if I'm gonna work out or try to do anything physical, it would. It sounds, seems like it would be fun, sure. But I'm not looking forward to the, uh, you know, physical aspect of it all i don't think i'm too in shape right now to like it it's uh i get tired walking up a flight of stairs right now so
1: why is it you're you know what dude you are a busy motherfucker like you are a busy busy guy i'm trying it's so funny because yesterday i reached out and i'm like hey you want to do a podcast and then i saw you like kevin tweeted like that you guys were doing like recording a show like you've got a busy time you got a busy busy schedule
0: I'm trying, bro. I'm trying to keep busy. Keep things going. Moving. Shaking. Mm. <laughs> you know? You got to. Mm. But, you yeah. got to keep
1: moving, brother. You yeah. got to keep moving.
0: Yeah, yesterday we did uh, What's in the Box, which was a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. We get to open boxes of weird stuff. People, you know, not always weird, but interesting stuff that people ask usually they write in and say hey we'd like you to see you guys open up uh battle bots from 1999 or something you know oh really yeah like we opened rock'em sock'em robots you know like there's like three you know there's the original that was whatever in the 60s or 70s and then since then of course there's been other versions like you know more electronic and such like battleship almost like how they had battleship and all of a sudden they came out with electronic battleship now they have like electronic rock'em sock'em robots and anything so that's just an example of stuff we we do we open it up we talk about it we play with it we finagle it whatever i don't know but that was what that's what i did yesterday (laughs) Hmm. I had a lovely –
1: I had a talk yesterday with a person I talked to in a while, a friend Marja Lewis Ryan, and people like listen to the old blard. She used to be a a girl I used to do the podcast with. She's a lesbian, and we used to talk. I mean she was was, uh, one of the co-hosts, and now she's writing the remake of Splash.
0: Get out of here. I'm
1: not even kidding with Channing Tatum sex god
0: is that that's who it's going to be instead of it was tom hanks yes no but they're they're they're
1: reversing it. i think i think channing tatum is the mermaid you're lying i wouldn't lie so it's kind of like she's in she's in like channing tatum world but she told me the coolest thing just casually apparently um just i found out that sandra bullock who I love, Senator Bullock. Senator Bullock has seen Small Town Gay Bar and liked it. Really? Yeah. And it's just, and it's like I like the people I know that have seen Small Town Gay Bar are her, Tracy Chapman. Remember, I got a fast car. Uh, Tracy Chapman. Chapman has seen it, and she actually a friend of mine, Gwendolyn Turner, showed it to her, and she yeah. liked it so much she actually used our, our kind of uh, one of the things we did in a video she made.
0: Very nice. And then I know
1: Tegan and Sarah, Tegan and Sarah also, who wrote uh, not wrote, who sang that uh, everybody's what's the, what's the song from Lego Movie? Ooh, everything uh, is awesome. Everything is awesome.
0: There. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that you was never good. Seen that the was Lego good. Movie. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember this song. But I, I'm that is the song know. didn't do its job. It's supposed like it, it's an earworm. So
1: everything is awesome. Even when I'm singing it,
0: you don't get it. No. Fair enough. But I like that you're singing it, and it's nice that you're – so you're saying you're excited because these are people you respect and, uh, you know, admire, and they watched the movie and not only watched it, but they liked it.
1: Well, I mean, Marjorie made fun of me because she's like, well, famous people watch movies. Like, why wouldn't they watch a movie? Like, have you ever – I mean, you must have had, like you, – you, I mean, you've got a bunch of – like, who's the kind of – person that said i'm a huge fan you're like holy shit like they're a fan
0: yes uh that's
1: happened a few times who who i remember eminem saying he was a fan of you guys and i was like holy shit oh,
0: oh he's he's saying uh, in one of his records he sings about us he um when he's singing he says the reverse he goes oh what does he say i wish i knew the lyrics something like uh, just like uh silent j and bob so, like, the whole song, he's singing things in reverse, and then he says he says that, like, just like, uh, you know, Silent Jay and Bob. So, I don't know, that was pretty awesome for him to be singing a rap lyric uh, of Jay and Bob, which, again, like you said, it was like, wow. But it, I've been out a few times where I've met someone... Uh, and been like, oh my gosh, it's so and so, and they they've said like, oh dude, I love that movie. So yeah, I, I believe me, I get it. I totally get. Um, I get it when someone you respect and I blush over, and they're telling me that they've seen my movie and they dig it. Quentin Tarantino told me he saw um, he saw The Tripper and he liked it, and he was like, you were awesome in The Tripper, and I was like, what? I, I was awesome? What? <laughs> so you know that was pretty cool so yeah so i get it bro what other famous fans do you have uh who else had said something kind and sweet and exciting um it was it was uh what's his name um hellboy and he's also in sons of anarchy I saw Ron him. I, yes, I saw him in uh of Rite Aid and he was looking at something and I go, "Look man, I usually don't bother people, but I have to say I love Sons. Is it getting picked up another season?" This was like, you know, season 2 or something. And he was like, "Totally." And I was like, "All right, man, sorry to bother you." And he was like, "Hey man, I love your stuff." Cuz I said I love I said I love that show and I think you're awesome in it. And he was like, "Hey man, I like your stuff." And I walked out of there with a heart on like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you know, it's happened a couple times, and it was exciting. And what else is up with the small-town gay man?
1: I, or, there, <laughs> small, town <laughs> You like that, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've been
1: depressed lately. I've been sad. I've had a case of the sads. Like waking up, and you're like...
0: <laughs> well, yeah. When does it start? Does it start usually when you open your eyes, or do you think, like, you wake up and you... Go to the bathroom and eat something, and then you're sitting around, and you're like, "What am I doing today?" And then you're like, "Man, I just bummed out today." I that's wish- a
1: really good. That's a really good question.
0: Thanks, bro. Uh, I guess I've I felt that way before, but I guess it. I would just. Uh, I guess I, I would drown it out by playing video games or going shopping or may, maybe touching my wiener. So I mean these these
1: are all things I've tried. Some more than others. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> else, somebody else touch my wiener. Oh, um, yes. No, I mean, like, essentially, I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, I know a lot of the reasons. You know, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time. I have a project that I'm about to announce next week that, like, I, I really worked on, and it's been a really, really hard uh, project carrying it off the ground. Um, and now we've kind of picked up some momentum. But, like, that's, it's, you know, I've been kind of developing, developing, developing. <laughs> And you just kind of like, I don't know, like I'm a goofy documentary filmmaker. You know, you don't really make any money doing it. And you're just kind of you spend a lot of time just figuring out what the fuck you're doing with your life. So basically, it's kind of this continued midlife crisis.
0: Yeah. But what so then why does one get into documentaries? Because the goal is, right, you do it for the love of what you're documenting. But then eventually it does help you get some something else right because they're like oh this dude's good at making documentaries we should hire him for this movie or this pilot or something yes i mean that's the i mean here's the thing
1: like you know i made two gay like focused documentaries one was called continental which is a documentary on the gay bathhouse in new york city that i crowdfunded um and essentially like we played film festivals did really well but it never sold Like, I I have no idea, like, we're still trying to, like, you know, we we were, were, uh, I actually just stopped dealing with it for a while, because I had a very bad experience after it, and now, it's kind of like, we still have to sell this movie, and then I made Out to Win, which, you know, I got, like, a standing ovation and stuff for that movie, it's about uh, gays in sports, and that movie hasn't sold yet, so basically, I haven't had a movie come out since 2010, and then I just, I'm working on this movie called Phantom of Winnipeg, which is really awesome. We're about 90% done. We have one more shoot to do. And like next year, I'm going to have two things out, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. But You're- it's been like, but I haven't had anything else since 2000 fucking 10. Like I've had, like you can if somebody wanted to go see one of my movies, the only thing they could see is Bear Nation or Small Town Gay Bar or Taillights Fade or Drawing Flies.
0: Okay. But but those now why do you think the one? Because what what does one do if they buy it? Sorry, they just distribute it and then they try to. Well, it gets on, on Netflix and stuff. Yeah. Like people could
1: see it. Like so, essentially, I don't get like I don't get offered those jobs or anything because like nobody. You know, my movies haven't come out yet.
0: Oh, right? I, see. So, I, mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: the thing. Like, I have a catalog of things that haven't been released yet. Like, they've but they've been to film festivals. You know what I mean? Like, I've been to Europe. I've been everywhere. We've won awards, this, that, and therefore. It's just the markets got really, really crowded. And when the home market kind of disappeared, when everything kind of collapsed, I mean, a lot of people are really trying to figure out how to kind of make this business viable. So, you know, I mean, crowdfunding is a huge part of it, um, you know, because there you kind of talk directly to your audience. But it's, you know, it's not easy. So, I mean, that's yeah. that's been a lot of my funk lately. It's just been like you make, you know, I make documentaries because I think it's important. Like, as a, like you know, I, I came out in my 30s. Like, you remember, I came out way late. And essentially, like, you know, there's a lot of lost time there. And you figure out, like, you know, I didn't have anybody to look up to as gay people when I was young. Like, I, like essentially, it was all, you know, there was never really good po- good positive role models. So, I think representation is really important. So, through my movies, I just try and, like, show great representation. I just try and show, you know, communities and stuff. And
0: kind of, that's what I try and do. Did you, were you a big fan of the movie Birdcage? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i yeah i was a big fan like, right. but, the, but i don't identify with either of those characters right like they're gay people but they're it's not like you know they i didn't identify but i yeah I, fucking robin williams is amazing i love birdcage
0: and who was the other guy sorry who was the other guy nathan
1: lane oh he was amazing i sorry. mean no birdcage I... is a great movie but essentially like that's one movie you could mention you know what i mean like yeah, it's yeah there's not there's not a lot of gay i mean there there's more and more gay stories being told there's not a lot so I mean that's that's just kind of the thing so I want to keep telling these stories but you know I mean it, it's you know it's a challenge tough. yeah it's tough it's a t- it's tough but you know what everybody's job is tough mine's not tougher than anybody else's
0: so you you're gonna get out of that funk I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there <laughs> Hey, man, you're going to get out of that (laughs) funk, because not everyone's job is tough.
1: Why, hello there, blowhard listeners. I'm here to talk to you today about Loot Crate. Uh, Loot Crate is something, and one of the cool things about restarting this podcast is I've gotten sent these things, uh, which are called Loot Crates. And what it is, it's basically, you get a box in the mail. uh, It's a variety of things that kind of like are collector stuff, like I got, uh, I mean, it's kind of a geek stream. I mean, this, This. I got, I guess it was the Halloween one. And I got uh, like some Freddy Krueger chopsticks. I got, I, and I actually put this in my wall. It's a Camp uh, Camp Crystal Lake banner. It's like a little thing from, uh, from Friday the 13th. Uh, I got a plushy uh, leather face from Texas Chainsaw. So I got, it's, it's cool, man. It's just kind of like, it's, it's like sending a gift to yourself, but you don't know what you're gonna get. So uh, it's a Loot Crate, um, you could be the envy of your friends and get your 100% exclusive crates at LootCrate.com blowhard and enter my code blowhard to save $3 off any new subscription. Loot Crate offers an epic range of pop culture items for less than 20 bucks a month. Uh, if you want to get fancy, get a bigger box with even bigger loot with Loot Crate DX. If you want to geek out your pet, try Loot Pets wait until i tell you about december's crate hello friends it's time for a revolution december's crate features exclusive items from assassin's Creed, mr robot firefly our monthly t-shirt and pin and more including an exclusive funko pop do not wait you have until the 19th at 9 p.m pacific it's 12 uh 12 a.m eastern to subscribe for december's crate when it's over it's over no more crates Go to LootCrate.com slash Blowhard and enter my code BLOWHARD to save $3 off any subscription today. Do it. No, I mean, it's it, like there's nothing you can't really control. You know, you can't. Con- it's not depression or anything. I just I feel out of sorts.
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying. It It's, uh, you know, I, again, I think a good spank will help. Or this podcast, you get to sit and chat to me about it and tell me all the. About your funk and how you're gonna muse is gonna take you out of the funk and you're everyone take- who listens, because now you get to read fun stuff and nice things that people say and you're gonna be like, "What's my funk all about?" I got Joe Johnson at three point two six two saying that I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> right? <laughs> at a a fair uh, enough. Yeah, son. Where, where, where are we starting today well i mean we're started sort of but well we're, we're knee deep in it well i mean we, we yeah we are but where else we i don't know i guess i feel like that was the intro i guess we don't have a format necessarily do we i guess did we ever tell our format have we, ever, I mean, we have
1: we have a format kind of like where we kind of like there's the tv stuff at the end There's you yes. were before and before the TV questions, uh, before the TV segment, there's viewer uh, questions. And then there's a thing where we talk about a story from our from our past.
0: Yes. All right. I'm just saying, I, I know we did have technically a format, and we've been doing that. I just couldn't remember if we've ever, like officially made a format and spoke about it like on here being like okay the format is first we open up and catch up on the how things you're doing like Malcolm's th- in a funk but <laughs> or or he's in a gunk a guy funk Nooch!
1: look at I'm you I was just kidding um yeah. no no I mean essentially like I th- yeah I think the format like is essentially like w- you know we talk about I mean it, we've been doing it the same like we've been telling a story about although you didn't remember anything of, about me from Mallrats.
0: Yeah I sort of blank but again I I I feel like there's definitely tons we always will have I feel like a story um cuz I was trying to think of you know we sort of never really uh, but here's the crazy part is I was talking about that. I was trying to think of drawing flies, which I definitely remember. And I had a great time, but it's, it's weird that I'm like, I forget these like, story story moments like again i can visualize us in the warehouse and us waking up and shooting and having a good time and stuff but like i can't remember like hey remember the week one we were in the living room and i fell out you fell over and broke your tailbone you know i mean it's tough it's interesting i don't know why my, my stuff i'm so blanked out on that Drawing flies, I mean, no, I mean, drawing flies, like, I, I, the one thing I
1: remember most about drawing flies and you, I remember me and you and Renee Humphrey went to go see the movie Kids. Oh, And I remember God. the movie Kids fucking affected you, like, you saw that movie, and that movie was like, you're Vietnam, like, you were just, you weren't like, ha ha ha, you were just like... The movie Kids Bothered
0: You. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I remember that, too. And I I do remember... I don't remember seeing that. We actually saw that in the theaters. Me and you and Renee went to go
1: see it at the Granville Granville Seven Theaters, which I don't even think exist anymore, on Granville Street in Vancouver.
0: What is that bad street? I remember. I know what I do remember. I remember Hastings. us. Yes, I mem. <laughs> I remember us all walking around, and I remember while we were there for drawing flies. You said, "Don't, don't ever come." You know, you wouldn't want to come down the street at night or alone it's really bad and i remember when we came back it was me you you were there kevin and i don't remember if we were there maybe for a screening for drawing flies and then and something else and i remember everyone was waiting for me to go to the airport because i woke up early and i was dope sick and i went to ha- and i remember you had told me about hastings you didn't go what you didn't go to maine and hastings i did jason Uh, i went there and everyone was waiting on me dude it was early morning and i went to go try to score some dope because i was dope sick and i didn't want to get on the plane and fly home sick and so i some dude comes up he's like yo you want the chiba chiba and i was like yo is that dope he's like yeah 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 and it was in a balloon and he's, I bought it. I got back. Everyone's waiting and pissed off. I get on the plane. I go in the bathroom because I. That was the only time I had because I couldn't do it at the airport because we were running late and we rushed. You know, we rushed to get on the plane. And I was with Mosher and everyone in the car. Getting get on the plane. Go in the bathroom. I break open the balloon, hoping it's it's not fake. Whatever it is, and it isn't fake, but it's not dope. It's cocaine. And I freaking, sn- and I'm like, well, this is all I have, so I'm going to do it. I had a ride on a plane for a couple hours with Mosier all coked up it was horrible bro <laughs> horrible. Coke is so
1: not heroin that's a completely different eye
0: oh totally and so i was already a little dope sick so i felt physically like icky and and sick and then now my mind's going a mile a minute and i'm sitting next to mosher my knees tap and i'm like hey, what hey blah, blah, blah. and i feel like oh it was miserable miserable i'm telling you it was Next to being as miserable as when we were coming home from France. And I got dope sick in France, Cannes Film Festival. And I laid in my hotel room for the last two days. And it was silly. Everyone's hanging out, going on yachts and having fun and watching screenings. And I'm laying in the hotel bed, shaking and shivering, so sick. And then I had to get on a plane and fly whatever that is what was that 12 hours or so oh my god mal was that that was the most miserable 12 hours i would honestly feel like of my life and then i we almost i almost got in trouble because i got up because i was laying up trying to lay on the floor because i was so uncomfortable and they were like Sorry, you can't lay on the floor <laughs> <laughs> sorry of course you can. Of course You were I laying can. on the floor on the fucking plane? Oh, yeah. And then I started freezing, and we were about to – we were descending, like, in descent, like, coming down. And they were like, everyone get in your – buckle your seatbelts and get in your seats. And I was so cold. I'm like, I need a blanket. I need a blanket. And I got up while everyone was sitting, and we were landing and grabbed a blanket from the overhead compartment and oh my god they started freaking out it was crazy bro it was really horrible i made them get me a wheelchair to to get me out of the airport to get me out of the plane and bring me to the <laughs>
1: to you were the, a fucking you really you're like i want a how, how do you how do you request a
0: wheelchair i, I was, want a wheelchair no cuz i said i was so, so when i got up and they yelled at me they're like what's wrong i'm like i'm so ill i can't move my stomach hurts and i I'm so sick and they said do you want a wheelchair to, like do you need a wheelchair and I was like I totally need a wheelchair uh, it was miserable bro but anyway do they,
1: do they know you're dope sick or are they just like ah oh, fucking this fucker's dope sick or like oh my god
0: he's dying I, you know I don't know if, I, I feel like if you don't know if you don't ex- I, I would imagine people probably caught on because the way I looked and the mess I was in I mean Kevin and all of them knew of course but um you know, I tried to get that. Kevin tells the story better, of course, because it's from his perspective. But I called a doctor, which I've done in the States and stuff before. But over th- over there, I called a doctor and tried to get some uh, some pain medicine Um and the frickin but I had no money. So I had to go up and Ben and and Matt and Kevin and all of them are like upstairs, on the outdoor balcony eating breakfast and hanging out and having fun and I was like, uh, uh, I, I, you need to come down for a minute because I didn't want to say anything out loud. So, <laughs> so Scott and Kevin came down to my room and the doctor was there and he's like, you needs to pay me. And then he goes, your friend he is le junkie, le junkie, and like told him I was a junkie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and then, and then of course, uh, and I, I called him and had him come there, but I had no money. So, uh, or Kevin had to wind up paying this guy and he wouldn't give me. So after all that, he wouldn't give me any pain medicine. Um, anyway, it was a mess, bro. It was a mess. It was a real bad, um, thing. But anyway, I, sorry, I cut off from your thing about Vancouver because I'm just saying, I remember that. Later on, again, luckily, when I, we did drawing flies, I wasn't doing the junk. I wasn't. Uh, I think I had dabbled a couple times in some cocaine, um, but mainly I was all about the ganja when we did drawing flies. So you were you were great under like drawing Fly
1: I mean, drawing flies is an incredible experience for 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 people who don't know what it is. Drawing flies is a movie that uh, me and Jason. Um, made in Vancouver in 1995 and I was on the set of Mallrats for the entire shoot and at the end the last day of the shoot it was Shannon Doherty's birthday and Kevin was giving her a DVD player which is a big fucking deal at the time because they are like oh, $800. Oh my
0: gosh that's so, so
1: funny. So Kevin was giving uh, Shannon do- like and so me and Kevin were playing Sega hockey in his room and we we're waiting for Shannon to come down and Kevin was like what are you going to do now? And I was like, I don't know. Um, and he says, uh, I hear you got a script. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he said, What do you think it'll cost to make? And as a joke, I said twenty seven thousand seven hundred fifty bucks. And that's what he kept saying it cost to make. Clerks, and he says it's yours. So basically, like fucking, he just gave me the money to make drawing flies on Shannon Doherty's birthday, nineteen eighty five. And then by that summer, like, and then I asked you to be in it, and you were cool enough to say yes. And Jason Lee's in it. And a lot of people from Marrats are in it, and like Carmen yeah. is in it. Uh, Renee is in it. Um, and the uh, Scott Mosier's in it in a diaper. yes, baby. um but no, I mean and it was just this, I, could, I it was such an incredible gift that Kevin gave me that and I was just I was really into kind of the whole i was you know, I was a goofy, trendy kid, so I was really into the Warhol thing and stuff. and Andy Warhol had a warehouse that essentially he people would congregate and people would create art and stuff so i wanted to have my own warehouse so basically we rented a warehouse space in vancouver and we built sets and we built you and we all lived and worked on this set and it was fun man like it was, come on. It was that awesome. was fucking
0: it, it was that camp. was an incredible time yeah cuz when we weren't there we were up in the the woods with the big suspension bridge which i thought was so amazing um Cause I had never seen one at that point. It was fun, bro. I had a lot of. Uh, we had a lot of fun there. It was. It was cool. And then we we had a. There was a young lady who made the best uh pot cookies, and I saw so I used to veg out on those pot cookies, which was fun. Um, I had me. We some- didn't. We didn't have a fucking care in the world back then. Oh, like was- literally,
1: we didn't have a fucking care in the world.
0: Yeah, I used to have me some sex. Oh, it was great. Nang, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see. That's interesting, and that's great because I don't think, I don't think, uh, I know that I didn't know this, and I don't, I don't ever remember Kevin mentioning it either. Like that story right there, I don't think has ever been told about Shannon Doherty's birthday, and I didn't know that's how Kevin the the money thing and the and drawing flies came about. Like I knew that. I knew that Kevin had put some of the financing in, but I didn't know it went a, it went like that. Like so again, I just my point in mentioning that is I think that's fascinating and awesome. So it's a very well, generous friend. Well, I think it's great. You guys were just chilling, sitting in the room, and he's like, "Hey, what are you doing next, son?" because mm. you didn't even probably at that point think about. It. You're like, "Yeah, I don't know what I'm. I'm going to leave here." And did you were you supposed to? Do you remember? Were you supposed to? Um, like for film threat did you have any other things set up where you were supposed to go on the set of such and such or before Yeah, I I still I still like I did an on set
1: on um Biodome. Nice. And I, and I interviewed Stephen Baldwin. I mean I, I mean I was like my my plan was just keep working for Film Threat. Like I had yeah. no idea like you know I like everybody had a script um but i ne- like it was never you never thought it was going to be reality and the thing about it was is this was like 1995 we're fucking like you know and and like working with kevin who you know had just made clerks which was such a fucking it, it it was just a totally like wow i mean i was just i couldn't believe my uh you know it was just an incredible
0: opportunity that sounds that's awesome and then i fucked it up and wait a sec did uh, and then so shannon do you remember shannon coming down and getting her dvd player
1: yeah No, and he he told her making a movie, and she was like, great. I think I jokingly said, like, yeah, you should be in it. She was like, ha no. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Who was she? No, that didn't happen. I remember being in her room once, uh, and who was she dating? That guy at that point. She was
1: dating that guy from uh, the guy who wrote Amongst Friends, like Rob.
0: Yes, but it was. And now he does
1: Entourage.
0: Yes, okay, you're right. I remember that. For, because I remember he had done something at that point amongst friends. It was yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like I
1: loved Shannon Doherty, so I got to be on set like with Shannon Doherty and just be like, "I love you." <laughs>
0: You're the best, <laughs> and you got to go in the pool with. Because we did. The, was she in the big group? Look at me. Like I got to fucking. I
1: got to swim with the celebrities.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but th- that was fun when we were there. Did she? Was she at the po- in the pool picture? Do you remember? Yeah, she I mean was, the pool right? picture yeah. is something.
1: The pool picture is something we organized for Film Threat, where we got like it's everybody. It's like, I thought Ute so. Rooker, Affleck, like everybody, like Lee. It's a great picture. I'll post that picture actually when we post the. Uh, I like that posted pictures of the podcast. Do it, do it, but that's a great photo that we kind of that we took for Film Threat. That uh, was actually was Paul Zimmerman's idea of the kind of the concept of like uh we just been at Sundance and we spent a lot of time in hot tubs. Love hot tubs too. just seem so decadent.
0: It was fun, bro. I loved Mall Johnson. Why hello there blow hard
1: listeners. Is anybody out there hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into the ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, the listeners of Blowhard... If you're looking for somebody to hire times are tough man and you give somebody a job that's a good thing i can use a job i should check out the zip recruiter and get myself a job man this, this don't pay to rent um you can post uh you could post zip recorder for free right now by using ziprecruiter.com slash blowhard now you're helping out the show. If you kinda if you're interested in, 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 in getting involved in this, you should you should look it out and do it to slash blowhard. That's zipper ZipRecruiter, slash blowhard. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash blowhard.
0: Give me some good notes from some people, baby. You wanna hear some questions? You wanna hear some letters? Yeah, I want to hear some of them letters. Dear
1: Muse. <laughs> Okay. Hey guys, I'm loving blowhard. My question is I'm at the point in my life where I know what I want as far as my goals and dreams are concerned, but I have no idea how to go out and achieve them. My dream is to own my own skateboarding store, but my fiance, my fiance doesn't really seem to believe in my dreams as much as I do. How do I talk to her about this without upsetting her? And having her think I'm attacking her. Thanks so much for the weekly pods. I look forward to 300 more episodes. Thanks, wow, Ryan.
0: There wow. you go. Wow. We got That's some. That's ad- some real deep stuff, bro. I'm thinking that he just needs to explain why he thinks it, it, it's a good idea and what could come of it, and maybe uh, you know make a compromise with her or something like say, "Hey, um, how about?" We we do such we get to this point, try to get to a certain point of the the uh, the you know skateboard shop, and uh, and come up with a compromise. I don't know if I'm making sense. I know See, you, you know, know what say. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna go, go am gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna be like like this might be radical, but dude, if you're with somebody you can't tell your dreams to, like find yourself a dreamer. Like you're with the wrong. If you can't tell your dreams to somebody. Why would you be in a partnership with somebody you can't fucking tell your
0: dreams to? Well, I, I here's, I don't necessarily agree. Only because, I okay. mean, I get it. She's being, she's being cautious. So I'm, I'm assuming, and again, we don't know all the details. That they live together. Maybe they share money and finances and stuff. And so she's like, "Look, I don't think we could. You know, if we dump a bunch of money into opening up the skateboard shop." You know, if it fails, we're gonna we're gonna be in we're gonna be struggling. So I I'm assuming that's the case because if it's just a girlfriend they've been dating eight months and they don't live together and they have no shared finances, then yeah, I agree with you, Malcolm. Like, why wouldn't I mean, the she? Funny, <laughs> the
1: funny thing is, you've just explained right now where I'm why I'm single and lonely, and you're like married with a family. <laughs> like you've got the no. Let's look at all sides of this. And I'm like, fuck
0: her to hell. well because it is a tough one because i agree with you if it's just a girl that they've been dating eight months and he's like look i have a dream baby and i'm eventually gonna do this and i want you you know what do you think and you would think she'd be like that's a great idea and and if that's what your dream is and your heart's in it like i'm i'm supporting you but i get the other end of things if like i said i don't know if they're living together and they share finances And she's like, hey, man, like, this is risky business, baby. I need to know why you think this can succeed. And are you going to, you know, how far are we going to take it? So that's all. She's got dreams and and she's like, fuck you. What about my dream? Which is a fair question. That's true. They could have exactly such and such dollars saved up and they could either open up a skateboard shop or they can open up. She wants to open up a American doll. No, my I'm advice to him
1: would be my advice to, my final advice final answer I would ask her what her dreams are I, I and basically start the conversation like that it's talk about dreams like ask her like you know be considerate and be like you know like see what she wants out of life and stuff and basically if what she wants out of life doesn't gel with what he wants out of life like basically they should work they you know they should look at that
0: mhm mhm or maybe um, maybe he can offer to To uh, do her dream for help her with her dream, and then she again. I think it's a compromise.
1: Maybe she's got a better dream. That's the maybe her dream is fucking better. She's like a skateboard shop. I got this dream. He's like, holy
0: shit, fuck yeah, let's go live your dream. And then his dream after her dream, yeah. So it's a compromise. I think the bottom line is it's Mm. uh, you gotta. I think talk it through and come up with a good compromise of what you know what's what and, and uh come up with a deal a plan together yes all right next that was deep next. son i oh, know mm. man we, we went there with it um
1: and this leads up to kind of uh you got me totally into looking a show with only two seasons uh, and a movie. Unacceptable. That show was fucking magic. and I'm in love with the cast, and now I'm also caught up with r 2, so I'm stuck with what now exactly? More recommendations, please. I love listening to you guys talk about TV shit and do more and more. Also, I love it when you try to scandalize Jason because he's so, uh, he's so hard to make react, but it's still hilarious.
0: Yeah, I like it. So he basically he he, loves looking. Give him some more recommendations. What else? Well, no, we we gotta talk about
1: looking quickly, and then we gotta fucking. I gotta talk about my show. You made me watch Pure Genius. Oh my gosh, did you watch it? Of course I did. Okay, what you? I don't like medical shows. It's. I warn you right now. I I don't understand why people dig medical shows. Like it's just like medical is horrifying. Like we spend our lives not trying not to think about death and dying and all that shit. Like I don't understand why people watch medical shows. It confuses me.
0: That you know what that honestly that his <laughs> it it's, it makes a lot of sense to me because I go through periods even even when I like the show when all of a sudden a guy comes in and they're like he has this disease and it's one out of a hundred people and they show him sick and stuff it like scares the shit out of me. But um, what, yeah. what? I don't understand yeah. it. Like I just stay away from all of that nonsense. I, I get what you're saying, and again, I I think the reason I I liked it and wanted you to see it is because I like. The concept of the boy who just made like a billion dollars because he's a genius and then decided he wanted to open up a hospital and everything's sort of futuristic and new tech and stuff compared to just like a normal hospital. I don't know. Again, I I was struggling with that and I should have had you watch Lucifer instead because I think you would have dug that. But anyway. No, I mean, I I mean,
1: I like I mean, the show is essentially, but as you said, it's about a guy with a ton of money. Who opens up this this place where they kind of do this kind of super technological uh, medicine, and then you it's just in this first season so it doesn't matter. And then you find out one of his motivations is he's trying to cure a rare disease that he's got.
0: Yes, yes, which
1: is Lou Gehrig's disease on steroids, apparently.
0: Yes, apparently you're super right, bad
1: you're right. disease. Um, so I mean, you see, so you get a little ethics of it. Like the guy, it seems altruistic, but he, you know, he's actually. You know, he's trying to collect the best people to kind of help cure himself.
0: Yeah, he has, like, all the best stuff. He finds, like, the top the top of the top of all different departments but like and he's trying to do new things like he built for this surgery like a robot and I don't know it's just cool to w- with I thought it was interesting I I, yeah. I don't fuck like I, I'm not like hey fuck you for making me watch no it. no I get what you're saying I get what you're saying but I, I,
1: I, but I just kind of like I hate medical shows so I'm like ah fuck so I mean I'm you know I made it through but I was like uh, I mean I think it's like I would never watch that show normally because I don't like medical shows but like it's a version of a medical show you probably haven't seen, and you know yeah. I don't think anybody like. Here's my thing: I'll rate it on like. There's no dudes. There's no dudes in there I wanted to fuck, so like even that wouldn't keep my interest. Oh, not even Dermot Mulroney, who I, I I've never I was never huge. Like not that I hate him, but I was never a huge fan of Dermot Mulroney.
0: Who? Which one is he? He's the like priest. Guy he's the that?
1: doctor that comes in. Like he's the oh the that guy.
0: guy. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah.
0: What else is he from? How do you know?
1: hes uh, I mean, he's been around forever. He was like the husband in my best friend's wedding. I think he was married to Catherine Keener for a
0: while. Are you on the porch? I hear a garbage truck or something. No, I have my door open. Oh, okay. Just curious. I was like, wow, he's outside chilling and it sounds good. I wish. Um, no. Alright, alright. Well, good. I'm glad you watched. Again, it's, it's uh, you know, it's it's got to be to like him, but I do get that whole thing with the the, the watching a medical show and the the sick and the yeah scariness of the whole thing. So
1: I'm already a little out of sorts. Watching medical shows doesn't help, Jason.
0: I feel you. I feel you. And I, now that you're saying it, I, I'm I'm thinking about. it. I'm like, wow, that is. It's. I've gone through while well, I've been watching that show. I'm like, oh my goodness. Um. So, you know, same with Grey's Anatomy. Like, there's moments where you're just like, holy crap, why am I watching this? Well, that was the thing. Like, ER, ER was
1: a show that was, like, huge. And, like, Quentin – like, I've never seen the episode that Quentin Tarantino directed even. And, like, I've seen everything he's done, but it's like – I just fucking I just don't wanna watch medical shows.
0: Right, fair enough, fair enough. Well you watched it anyway though, so there you have it. You're saying if you like medical shows, it's it's decent. It's good. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Yes. Fair enough. I'm gonna
1: make now I'm gonna make you watch a show called Broad City. And broad we're gonna...
0: broad city, si- right, hold on, let me write this down. Whoa. Broad city, baby. Broad city city Okay. Oh, I can't look right now, but I was going to look it up. Is it on iTunes? Is it Netflix? What do you think? You could get it totally... Uh, I don't think it's Netflix,
1: but it's totally iTunes. Okay, perfect. It is, because uh, I got it from iTunes, so it's totally iTunes.
0: And where did you... What is it about? Give me an idea of what it's about, please. It's
1: kind of uh, sassy... I mean sassy is a little benign of a word. It's it's an awesome uh girl comedy. Well, it's an awesome comedy with two women.
0: Oh, an awesome with two women. Okay, I just watched me some Gilmore girls. I, I hear people fucking love that.
1: I i I've never seen an episode, but people apparently the movie they just redid was amazing.
0: Well, they redid they did like a four-part episode for Netflix. Um and it's supposed to be a decade later, like you know, it's them all grown up, the girl and stuff. I don't know, but I, I it's uh, uh it was interesting. It was interesting. Jordan wanted to watch it, so uh, we sat down and I watched it. I I didn't mind it. There's it's different that you know. There's a uh, but I'm curious about the one you're talking about. It's a comedy, girl, Broad comedy. City, yes. Broad I mean
1: seeing as a girl comedy is, a, I mean I don't want to like you know. To, to to genderize it is unfair. It's a comedy that it, right. that just happens to be involved two women. Okay, it's not a girl comedy. I feel bad being like you know.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, I' gonna watch it. I'm not a bad you know. I'm not into the the comedy shows as much, but I'll do it. We're gonna. It's funny
1: because it. I'm all comedy action. Because fucking life is hard, dude. I like to laugh a little.
0: I know, but come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just I I for some reason I get more into the I do like comedies I like comedy movies but I'm more into the drama shows I think they're more the CSIs and the Lucifer's and the I mean I I really want it's not my turn but we'll we'll talk about it later next we'll talk time. about it next time. okay cool so okay tell us wait I know someone the, the gentleman asked us to say why you dig this show you dig it because you like the idea of these these two young ladies are very funny we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about Broad City. we'll talk oh, about
1: that we, next week
0: you're right you're right my bad okay keep um but it's a very fun it's a really funny show it's all very right. very funny i'm gonna watch it broad city baby. all right I like it. We'll chat about it next week. We'll go okay. into why you like it. I'll talk about why I like it or dislike it or not it. or dislike it. Yes, yes. And then the last thing I want to bring up is this is the last
1: podcast that my editor Sean is going to be doing cuz he's oh. got to go and do he's actually going to work on my next project. I've been working with Sean now. He's he's edited my Sean Stanley's a guy. He began editing my podcast. I met him at Remember we used to play hockey in Brantford? Yes, yes. I met him and his brother in Brantford, and I, I was just kind of like I needed somebody to edit a podcast fucking when I was doing mowing and Glo. So I've been working with him for a while, but he's got he's he's to make a living. He can't fucking, he's like, I need money. And I'm like, well, podcasting doesn't fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not a lucrative business. So but this is going to be the last podcast he edits. He's going to be continuing with my movies and stuff. But he's he's moving on to pastor. He's actually working on some other stuff right now.
0: Very cool. Okay. See you later, brother.
1: See you later, Sean Stanley. Sean.
0: But that's about it. So you can reach us at
1: blowhardbox at gmail.com. Um, you can reach Jason at jmuse twitter oh yeah you're also on the what other what other where, where else can people find you Jason? oh
0: so my instagram and my facebook and my twitters and such is all jay muse um like i said earlier um you know we have the what's in the box with kevin and, and i on screen junkies i also do a show sure. called flash and friends where we talk about flash in the dc arrow verse if you will um, but yeah, man, but reach out here to blowhard and tell us more. Again, I love all these, uh,
1: you love those. You love the questions.
0: I do. I like the people chiming in and telling you're, us what's what and,
1: and you're us. good at
0: it. Yeah. I, I like, to I like it. At, See, but... the funny thing is you're, you're actually the more logical one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> again, <laughs> I, I, I dig that, uh, people are, uh, you know, chime in and tell us what they're thinking and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I dig it. So keep on moving, keep on doing it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>